Testing, testing. Oh my God, I'm so nervous. I've not done an episode by myself, talking to myself since episode one. I know I'm not alone when I say I cannot stand the sound of my voice. So I just can't help but think that you're sick of my voice too. And all one, like one full episode with just my voice is going to be way too much for you. Nonetheless, I feel I have some important things to say. Welcome to the Pelvic Floor Project. I'm your host, Melissa DeSalles, a physical therapist in Kelowna, BC, Canada, and founder of Mommy Berries, an online platform to support pregnant and postpartum women. I'm here because too many women fear their body during pregnancy and then feel let down by their body after baby, and I want to help change this. My goal with this podcast is to take my personal experience as a mom of two, my knowledge as a PT, and everything I've learned from my clients, and then sit down with other professionals, not only to provide you with evidence-based information, but maybe, just maybe, spark some changes by bringing our professions together. I'm confident we can make some headway if we come together to look at women holistically. I'm curious to see what changes this project will make in my community, and I look forward to have you join me on this journey. A reminder that content in this podcast is intended as general information only and should not be considered medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Now, sit back and relax while you listen. I know this will be difficult for you because you have 3,450 things to do, but I challenge you to put yourself first during this episode. Thank you for joining me for episode 63. I want to address today the messaging that a lot of you are hearing for postpartum recovery, which is, you know what, just wait for six weeks. Let's address this at six weeks. Um, Don't do physio for six weeks. Don't lift anything heavy for six weeks and just be careful. Be careful of prolapse, be careful of diastasis, and we'll just address it all later. I couldn't disagree more and I'm so passionate about changing that message. We do not need to wait six weeks to help women recover after having a baby. And unfortunately, I think physio is lumped in with like making people work hard and progressing exercise. And the first six weeks is not a time to be pushing our body and to be doing hard things, but it is a time to be helping the body recover so that at six weeks, we are ready to do more and we're well equipped to do more. Can you imagine if we had, if you took two people after a knee surgery and to one of them, you said, let me help you, um, right from the get go, I'm going to help you with some tips to address the swelling, to address your pain, to help you walk and get around your house with more confidence. Um, I'm going to give you some very gentle things to start some early movement and eventually, you know, we'll progress the strength and eventually we can get you back to harder and harder things like weight training or running, what have you. The next person you just say to them, there you go. You had your surgery. Let's just wait for six weeks and we'll see what we're left with. I mean, you also have to consider that everybody has different goals. And I think if you take someone that's maybe um, sedentary, that doesn't do as much activity, or you take that person that's maybe had a knee surgery, but they're wheelchair bound versus someone that's a high level athlete, there's so many differences to consider. And I think we need to look at the person in front of us. But I would love to help change the message that we need to just wait. I want to share with you today three things you can do in the first six weeks after vaginal or C-section birth. My tip number one, rest. 
I mean, you all hear, you hear this uh, rest after having a baby. Well, what does that actually mean? Well, let's say the person with the knee surgery again. Like if your dad had a knee surgery, everybody knows the family rallies around that. Dad's going to be off for a while. You know, dad's not going to be getting up to get his own lunch or, you know, dad's not going to be mowing the lawn. What are we going to do to help dad? Because he needs to be sitting more. He's going to elevate his leg and he'll get better. But for now, we're going to help dad. So I would say... Um, you know, thinking about it the same way is in the early healing stage, our tissues, no matter how beautiful our birth is or how fit we were before, our tissues need time to recover. And you can't really speed that up per se. So some of the things that we would do for someone after having a knee surgery is like I said, we would elevate it because we don't want that person having their knee kind of down all the time. You know, that doesn't help with swelling. Swelling will pool in the bottom of the leg. So we want it up. We would ice it. And um, the same thing applies to after a vaginal or C-section birth. Vaginal birth, think about where the injury is. It's down in your pelvis. And quite often we rest by sitting postpartum. Maybe we're feeding. We spend a lot of time sitting as new moms. And although we can't stop that, I would challenge you to think about, are there ways that I could get horizontal every once in a while? Because that's the the best way to elevate the pelvis is by getting horizontal. Can you make sure you have some time scheduled in your day and have the people around you remind you to lay down every once in a while? Everybody's heard of pedicles and, and, and putting things down there. That's kind of a way to ice, but you also want to elevate. In the case of a C-section, that area of injuries in the same general vicinity. Same thing. Are you always sitting as soon as you have your surgery or are you always sitting up in that bed that has the head of the bed elevated in the hospital? Because you don't, after the knee surgery, I wouldn't want you bent all the time either. That won't help your healing. I want you to be able to straighten out your leg. So in the case of a C-section, straighten out the incision every once in a while, lay on your back, breathe into the area and not always having it bent ask for help. I think sometimes we were proud. I can do this postpartum, but that person after the knee surgery, they they know the benefits of resting and they know it will help their healing if they don't do too much. So I think knowing that you can't rest all the time as a new mom, I get that, but what can you schedule in your day? Ask for help. And when someone offers to take the baby to have a diaper change or to go for the walk, take them up on it because you'll thank yourself if you give some time to rest. I think if you ask a lot of moms that have had complications with healing, whether it be compromised healing of their C-section incision or of maybe stitches that they had, quite often they'll say, I overdid it. And I think sometimes we don't really think about the value of rest and how important that is. So like I said, get lots of help. Tip number two, is get the muscles in the area moving gently. Just like after the knee surgery, I would suggest someone get early movement of the knee. I would never say like, come on, we've got to get this knee to maximum mobility right away or push it, push it, push it. It would be encouraging it to get moving. And quite often, 
um, you know, maybe some knee surgeries require that we have some type of splint that doesn't allow movement. This is dependent on what the surgery is or what the surgeon suggests. And it, it does need to be completely immobilized. Don't use those muscles for a while. But in the case of a vaginal or C-section birth, you cannot immobilize the muscles of the core and the pelvic floor. You just can't. There's no way to lock them into place. Those muscles are needed on a day-to-day basis with everything you do. Every time you cough, those muscles have to engage. Every time you poop or pee, those muscles need to let go. Every time you lift your baby, you'll get core and pelvic floor engagement. You can't stop it, nor do you want to stop it. So help those muscles get back to a bit more of a comfortable feel. So what I say here, and this is even if you have, like I said, a C-section or if you have an episiotomy or some tearing, think about getting some gentle movement with your breath. Now, anyone that's worked with me, you know that you always leave with exercises involving your breathing. And so some people will think like, what the heck am I thinking about breathing? Did you hear me? I had a vaginal birth. I had a C-section birth. I did not have a breathing injury. Well, our breathing muscle, our diaphragm is a core muscle. And it's one of the easiest muscles to influence. Everybody breathes all the time. So simply thinking of your breath moves your core and your pelvic floor. Something I like to suggest for people is that maybe they time this when they're doing their breastfeeding or time this when you're having your time where you lay down and be horizontal. Think about a nice, easy breath where your neck muscles are soft, your belly is soft, your pelvic floor is soft when you inhale. Exhale, gently stop your pee and your poo. I always say go slow, not like this. Easy. Inhale, soft. Exhale, gently tighten the closing of your vagina, your urethra, your anus. Notice a little bit of tension in your tummy when you do that. So I'm not asking you to push it. You're not pushing through any discomfort. You're staying within comfort. I assure you this movement is much gentler than any time you cough or you sneeze. The pressure created from coughing and sneezing is way more pressure on your perineum or your C-section incision than is breathing and gently moving your core and your pelvic floor muscles. Introducing some of this early movement will also help swelling. Just like if I asked you to elevate your knee and put some ice on your knee, I'd probably encourage you to wiggle your toes or maybe in the case of the knee, move your knee. The the movement of the muscles helps act like a sump pump to help swelling flush out, help the brain connect better with the muscles and just generally help with early recovery. You'll also start to notice then when you connect with those muscles that you can, when you sit on the toilet to go pee or go poo and you're so nervous because maybe it's going to hurt, you learn how to let go of your pee and poo easier. Maybe you're having a hard time with leaking or holding in gas or holding in poo. You learn how to connect with those muscles to create some gentle tension to help, again, retrain those muscles to do their proper job. I also can't stress enough that these muscles are gentle and they don't require a lot of effort. You don't need a 10 out of 10 effort to engage and relax these muscles. I always think of them like your eye muscles. And if I try to close my eyes too tight, then I get all sorts of weird things go on in my face and in my neck. Gentle, 
less is more with these muscles. The other thing that I suggest when you're doing this easy movement is that you be creative in different positions, okay? So you'll notice things like if you're sitting back in um, in a chair or on the couch where you're kind of slouchy, when you do this exercise, inhale, I relax, exhale, I connect, you'll feel it more in the back of your pelvic floor or around your anus. Whereas if you sit nice and upright, you'll feel it maybe more in your perineum, maybe more in your tummy. And when you sit forward, you'll notice that you connect more at the front of your pelvic floor. All of the muscles in the pelvic floor are important and there's like 18 muscles in the pelvic floor. So you want to get connected to all of them again. You're also going to notice that you feel different in other positions like laying on your tummy, laying on your back, laying on your side, on all fours. I encourage you to get your body into different positions to work on this because every position creates a new experience for your body and can also be progressed to a different exercise when you're ready to progress um, into harder and harder movements. So that's tip number two, get the muscles moving gently. Tip number three, I like to call managing pressure. Do me a favor and try something. Whether you're, you know, laying down in your bed or you're sitting in a chair, I want you to hold your breath and lean forward, like almost like a bit of a sit-up action or lift your baby a little bit and notice what happens when you hold your breath. Where do you feel the pressure? Some of you that have had a C-section might feel it out your tummy. Like you can feel it down in your low um, belly. After a vaginal birth, you might feel it down below in, in your perineum or in your undercarriage. Now do me a favor and try this differently. When you lift your baby or when you sit up, just try to gently exhale, almost like you're blowing out through a straw or you're blowing out a candle. It doesn't have a lot of force and you're not trying hard. You're just gently letting off pressure out your mouth. Do you notice this feels different? What feels different in your tummy? Some women will say, oh my gosh, that doesn't feel like so much pressure. Some women will say, oh my gosh, like that feels better down in my perineum. That's not really magic actually at all, but all that you're doing, well, one, you're blowing off pressure instead of trapping it inside to go to the point of least resistance, which can be out the tummy because we've stretched so much in pregnancy or we've, we've had a surgery in a cesarean birth. Or out the bottom when the pelvic floor has stretched big time to allow a baby to exit. So pressure often wants to go to the point of least resistance. And by blowing off pressure, you don't have as much pressure going to the point of least resistance. Now remember though, also from tip number two, is that our diaphragm or our breathing muscle is part of our core. So when you hold your breath, in a way you kind of brace your body. And sometimes the body doesn't feel as strong when you just brace it. Similar to if I asked you to pick up your baby and squeeze your arms. That doesn't feel very good in your neck or your arms. Whereas when you just let your arms do the work and you trust them, it works better. So by making your breath move or by making your breath come out, you make your diaphragm, one of your core muscles, move. And your diaphragm works very closely with your abdominal muscles and your pelvic floor. So, so by simply asking the diaphragm to do something, you bring on its, its core counterparts, 
It makes for a more of a reflexive and more coordinated effort. I would challenge you to practice that in a cup and try those in a couple different ways. Try it with holding your breath, trying it with letting the breath out because you need to feel it in your body. And um, quite often we don't do this automatically. I ask people, new moms, to be very mindful of what they do and just notice when you do things like pick up your baby, pick up your toddler, pick up your groceries, pull the stroller out of the car move the furniture, whatever you're doing, notice what do you tend to do? Do you tend to hold your breath? And what happens if you do it differently? I think lots of times we're so nervous about things like leaking, prolapse, diastasis. And I think we we often think that there's a magical exercise we need to know, or we just need to wait for it to heal. But you'd be surprised how much the day-to-day things that you do and the habits that you have, how much they influence things like pressure down into the pelvis or pressure out into the tummy. And by simply learning to work in a more coordinated way and develop good habits, those habits can be strengthened. You can start strengthening on top of that. You can start lifting heavier things. You can start doing harder core exercises when you get the habit and the coordination down. You do not need to wait six weeks to start coordinating your muscles again. The thing that I describe to postpartum women is that our body is very uncoordinated and it's stretched in a very distorted way. And so it's natural for the body to develop some bad habits after because it's the brain's just trying to figure out how to work in its new environment. So spending that first six weeks to help it work in a coordinated way will really set you up for success as you start to progress your exercise. So I hope now when you hear you don't need to start your recovery till six weeks or don't see a physio for six weeks that you start to think about that differently. Because what I'm talking about here in this episode, this is physio. I think there's a misconception that physio means like, come on, let's go. 20 burpees. Let's go. 300 sit-ups. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. That's not all we do as physios. (laughs) Actually, I never do that. But Uh, So much of physio is learning about the stages of recovery, meeting the body where it's at, helping you progressively learn. And six weeks doesn't mean that all of a sudden your body's ready to do hard things. So I think we could change our messages to things like, instead of saying six weeks to see a physio, think of wait six weeks to start loading your body harder. Wait six weeks to up the ante. Be patient for six weeks. That doesn't mean do nothing. Now, if you're currently pregnant or you know someone that's pregnant, please suggest to them or to yourself, reach out to someone that you know, like, and trust in pregnancy. Because I think sometimes people think like, well, what's the point in dealing with this until I have a problem? But you know what? When it when you're vulnerable after having a baby and you feel like you're at your lowest and you're experiencing such embarrassing symptoms, the chances of you reaching out to a stranger are probably low. Whereas if you've made a relationship with someone that you know, like, and trust, and for everybody that is someone different, no two physios are the same, just like no two pregnant women are the same. Find someone that you connect with and that you trust because then you know postpartum when to reach out. I always tell my clients, reach out as soon as you're ready, but you don't need to wait. I don't want to pressure you, but you know I'm here. I love to do my first appointment with postpartum moms online. 
because you don't need to come in. You don't need to be fumbling with getting out of your pukey PJs and finding a schedule that works for your baby. And I don't need to touch you. I don't need to, I don't need to assess your pelvic floor. I can just listen to you to know some of the things that you're experiencing. I want to hear what you're experiencing. Maybe you had a C-section when you weren't anticipating having a C-section. I might watch you do things like sit up out of your bed, or I might watch you breathe. I might ask you to pick up your baby and ask you how it feels, but it's definitely going to be meeting you where it's at. And some people have reached out because they feel a lot of discomfort or they really want answers to what's going on. Whereas other people just want to know, what should I be doing right now? Or what can I be doing? And I love that more and more people are looking at this as a proactive approach. I want to help my body because they can realize that setting themselves up for success is going to help their long-term health. Now, if you would like some individualized support and guidance, you can find me on my website, mommyberries.com. I also am on Instagram. Feel free to send me a message, mommyberrieshealth, or you can feel free to email me, mel at mommyberries.com. Now, before I sign off, I want to take the opportunity to tell you about some exciting news. It's actually kind of bittersweet news because after seven lovely years at Wave Physiotherapy, I've decided to spread my wings and go out on my own, which is honestly just exciting for growth for mommy berries. I can feel this huge surge of information and support for the pregnant and postpartum population. And I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing where this goes. I will still be located in the lower mission in my own cozy room at Kelowna Health and Wellness. So please find me there. If you're a local pelvic health physio that's looking to collaborate, or maybe you're starting off on your pelvic health journey and you're looking for some mentorship, please find me because I have lots of ideas. Okay, so those are my three top tips that you can implement in the first six weeks postpartum. I have so many more to share with you. I had a hard time sticking to three, but if I had said, I have 27 things to tell you that will help you in the first six weeks postpartum, you wouldn't have listened, would you have? All right. Thank you folks for sticking with my annoying nasal voice. I did it. I did it all by myself. I hope you have a great day. See you next week. And that's a wrap. If you enjoyed this show, would you pretty, pretty please with a cherry on top review, rate, and share this podcast as it helps with gaining exposure. For more information on how to work with me, visit my website, mommyberries.com. I'll see you next time.